welcome to episode five of the African Intel Affairs podcast. My name is Pilani Lamini, and I'm the host of this series. I'm joined today by Professor Sipamanta Zondi, who is a professor of politics and international relations at the University of Johannesburg. He's also uh, uh, he's also the chair of the South African BRICS Think Tank Council, and uh, uh, is is publicly known for his political punditry with the South African Broadcasting Corporation News Network. He most recently authored the book Decolonizing the University, Knowledge Systems and Disciplines in Africa with Savelo Ndlovukacheni. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, Prof. Uh, um, we're happy to have you online. Uh, thank you very much, Pilani, and, uh, and, um, and greetings to all the listeners. All right. So uh, without further ado, I think that, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a pleasure and a privilege to have you uh, here to talk to us directly and first about the African Association of Political Science, um, which unbeknownst to many people at present has actually existed for a very, very long time, uh, bar this uh, temporary hiatus from, from 2014 up until present date. Um, I know that there is a lot of information gaps to fill, but uh, I think that maybe um, maybe we should start by sort of reflecting on the history of the association, how it started, how it came to being, how its importance grew so that uh, people can understand the importance of this association um, as far as academia and uh, 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 and the state of political science as a practice and a disciplinary study goes. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Um, the, the discipline of political science is old in Africa and political science has been used uh, to understand all manner of uh, political developments in Africa. And it has been used by those who wanted to advance their careers in politics and understand a society a lot better. There's also been an area of contestation for a long period of time um, and in the, 19, in the 1960s, uh, Africa uh, uh, had that uh, momentous decade, uh, which is the achievement of independence by a large number of African countries, and Africa came into being. Uh, there was a bit of what uh, uh, the former uh, Prime Minister of, of, of Nigeria, Nandi Azikiwe, called uh, a renaissance of Africa. A renaissance Africa was happening. Um, uh, and that led in 1974 uh, in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, to the establishment of the African Association of Political Science, uh, which was uh, meant to be an academic association to bring together political scientists and those who study political questions in, in Africa uh, in order to deliberate about the major questions facing uh, politics as a science, but also politics as a practice on the African continent. Also, to build affinity across the board, across the continent, among 55 different countries, and at the time, two countries that were independent, um, gremmed all together 
and uh, and, and uh, so that we will build some commonality in terms of how we practice this discipline of political science. Uh, and thirdly, it, it was meant to uh, provide a platform for sharing of views and sharing of perspectives among different uh, people who study uh, politics in Africa or watch it or practice it. And lastly, to bring together practitioners of, politi of, of politics, such as members of parliament, and politicians, political party, political activists and all that, and uh, academicians who, who are studying uh, politics as a, as a discipline. So it was a huge milestone when in 1974, this body was established and it immediately became a, one of the most important academic associations on the continent that a voice it was listened to, it set the tone for debates of each, of each decade. It responded on behalf of peoples of Africa on major political debates in the world. It published works. It, it brought together uh, practitioners and activists in major conferences, uh, often on a biannual basis every two years. <clears throat> it, uh, it became a association to associate with if you were emerging uh, as, as a political scientist or a political activist on the African continent, or if you wanted to know enough about this area, it was a, a home to be. It is a body that hosted all the, all the greats, uh, including the Adimas Ruiz of this, of this world, uh, Mahmoud Mamdani, the Amina Mamas, and the rest of them all part of it, and every part of the continent was, was represented. It existed uh, from about 19, 1974 to about 2014, uh, which is a full 40-year existence and very lively existence. It is just unfortunate that around 2014, it fizzled out um, after the departure, a sad departure of a great African son, uh, Professor Kunle Amuo, uh, formerly of uh, Ibadan University in, in Nigeria. And I think there wasn't anyone to take over after the tragic death. There was no one uh, to, to keep it going uh, until we decided that we want to uh, get it up and running again. So I take very much a lot of interest in, uh, in, in a particular phrase, um, that you've just said, which is they were listened to and that the association seemed to have uh, 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 seemed to have the right kind of audience. And I think that maybe this is something maybe which needs a little bit more elaboration that when you say listen to, you know, um, I would take it that you mean that policy circles, government and decision makers and how exactly did the space, you know, operate in a sense that it would encapsulate people who are actually um, um, in government and in policy circles? And, you know, um, how, how exactly was it crafted to, to really inform that advisory aspect towards uh, African governments and the way that they process uh, politics and international relations, whether it pertains to them or in a global sense? Yes, the, the thinkers who, who established this in the 1970s, in the early 1970s, 
were peers with people who were running governments, uh, who were key in policy circles. In some cases, they were actually teachers of presidents and ministers and, and, and other key figures. So they had known each other and attached significance to each other's voices at the time. But secondly, the, the thinkers of the time were strategic enough to pick out issues that were of great concern for policymakers and, 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 uh, and policy implementers at the time and respond to the issues of the time. For example, when it was founded in 1974, the big issue was this idea of a new international economic order and how Africa positions itself for that through regional integration, uh, through industrial production, uh, through uh, import substitution and stuff, all the things of that nature, economic transformation of the continent. The, the association spoke to those things and packaged ideas uh, into uh, implementable propositions about what could be done. So they could influence Africa's uh, joining that Clarion call at the United Nations in 1974 uh, regarding what was called the right to development and a new international economic order. As things changed on the continent in the 1970s because uh, uh, of the uh, global economic crisis that was triggered by the energy crisis uh, in the oil-rich countries in, in 1973, 74, 75. Uh, the association will also uh, respond to how the continent might cushion itself uh, from the vagaries of a global crisis that was leading to depression all over the continent in the 1970s. Again, in the 1980s, when the big issue was the structural adjustment imposed by the Hello, are you still there? Uh, and issues of that nature were surfacing. The association will also provide analysis and commentary on this and, and, and help the continent decide how to respond to this. It would happen again when in the 1990s, there was this great wave of, of democratization that was happening on the continent uh, in the aftermath of the collapse of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War. And the continent needed to redefine what its co governance is going to be. What does it mean by multilateral, uh, uh, a multi-party democracy and what form it should take and what kind of state is it needed? What kind of leadership is needed? What kind of citizenry is needed? Uh, again, uh, the association will be central in pulling together, pulling together all those who are thinking in different ways all over the continent about those things. So that to fashion ideas, that would lead to, the, to this emphasis you'd find on the continent from, the, from the, the 1990s, that you need to achieve development as you achieve democracy and achieve democracy as you achieve development. And you should not sequence that. You should not have democracy first and development later or development first and democracy later. The idea that you need to kind of fashion this, these ideas will be, uh, championed by likes of Claude Ake, uh, SKB, uh, Asante, and, and, and many others. Uh, and, and those are the ideas that will ultimately lead towards the end of the 1990s to the idea of a developmental state that will be championed by the likes uh, of, of uh, uh, Professor Tandi, uh, Tandigam Kandawiri, 
who is said they passed away, and, and, and many others would have become a major part of the debate. Even the debate we have in the 2000s about what has gone wrong with our democracy, why do we have democracy of long-lasting leaders who never leave power, who are there for 50 years, 30 years, 20 years. Um, the idea that we have a democracy run by former military people who are still military at their heart. All of those debates were also freshened in apps and then would spread along. Then lastly, uh, the uh, one other source of influence was that a number uh, of people who participated in apps uh, meetings were also themselves practitioners. So there was an attempt to bridge that divide between the thinkers of policy and the, and the doers of policy, so that the thinking and the doing are not too, too um, separated. And that was an innovative idea because it meant that apps would have an engagement uh, across uh, the, 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 the thinking doing line which was, which was very useful. And a number of members of, our, of apps also ended up being ministers of government and uh, became officials in government and worked for policy environment. So there was that revolving door that happened uh, that enabled apps to have uh, quite significant influence on, on policy, uh, which, does not, uh, which does not understate the amount of hostility sometimes that existed between apps uh, members and, and members of governments where matters of, of principles uh, separated them. Uh, so it was principled alliances and principled disagreements. And that was uh, useful for the growth of the continent. We've been poorer on the continent in terms of policy debates, in terms of the new Africa that is emerging, in terms of union government, in terms of new uh, directions of regional integration, in terms of uh, the Africa we want, ideal, uh, in terms of uh, security committee, co co commu communities, uh, new forms of peace, all that uh, in, in the absence of apps. And that's why we need it uh, so much. Okay. Um, apologies for the uh, slight audio glitches, but uh, um, now to sort of redirect to the elephant in the room. You know, uh, you mentioned that uh, uh, there was a sort of a disintegration in around 2014, 2015, which happened around uh, the unfortunate uh, uh, passing away of uh, Professor Kunle Amuo. And uh, if you could elaborate on that, that uh, um, why why his absence was was so critically, you know. Uh, uh, destabilizing to the association's existence. Uh, but then also, um, in terms of understanding, you know, some of the uh, talk that has been circulating that uh, the association uh, effectively fell victim to uh, politics, high politics, in pretty much the same manner that uh, politics were was supposed to be the subject matter that it was dealing with. So um, if you could expand on that so that we can just have a greater understanding of what exactly it is that caused um, this, uh, this, this, this sort of uh, uh, um, a hugely influential uh, force to sort of disintegrate, yet uh, 
its influence was clear and, uh, you know, very clear and very easy to trace according to, you know, this very stellar rundown of the history that you've given us. Uh, and also, I guess that another reason behind understanding uh, what happened uh, is also so we can get to understand whether, 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 whether in fact it is a victim of the fact that it was becoming too influential. Um, which I guess are very uh, sensitive questions, but uh, I, 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 uh, I still put them to you nonetheless. Yes, no, thank you very much. It's, it's, it's an important question to, to pose. Um, um, why did the association collapse and why did it collapse in the 2010s? What was significant about that period uh, that could also explain collapse? Uh, institutions do collapse uh, as a result of actions or non-actions of individuals, but sometimes institutions are also buffeted, buffeted by the winds of change uh, that have to do with uh, time and place in history. I, I do think that a combination of the two actually sacrificed these institutions. You would remember that in the in the, in the period in the 2000s and the 2010s, it was a period of change. Um, the OAU might have collapsed too if it did not transition in the 2000s into the AU. AU. Uh, there was all manner of change happening. A number of regional organizations were redefining themselves. Even outside that environment, in the NGO sectors, NGOs were collapsing and new ones were being born and the old ones were being refashioned. And it seems to me that those institutions that did not respond to that change uh, in a manner that it was imaginative, uh, that meant to redefine them, they would become victims of that change. And I think uh, the institution caught, got caught up in, in that. It did get got caught up in the fact that there was no uh, time uh, or maybe uh, had the leadership had not realized that there was a need to rethink things, re redefine everything, including, I mean, even the, the, the association's um, constitution needed to be rewritten, revisited, uh, um, updated to respond to the challenges of the time. Uh, secondly, the, the association needed to bring in new blood. Uh, it could not simply survive on the basis of those who had debated in the 1970s and 80s mainly. They were not going to be able to take us to the 2010s, a new period. And I think that, fourthly, uh, the, the association uh, got caught up in a glorious past. And as you know, a glorious past does cause us to look backwards and perhaps to hold on to the previous achievement and thus sacrifice the possibilities for the future. Uh, even the in 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 our tensions and competition and that and that politics uh, that developed within, it had to do with the fact that you had people who were looking backwards uh, to the glorious past of the association. Uh, they were caught up in the old uh, debates and, and in the old moments. So the association was not forward-looking enough; had not moved uh, uh, forward uh, enough. And lastly, the association needed to think about how it was structured and how it was done. The association was structured such that we had a very powerful executive secretary 
and we had a powerful president and we had a number of vice presidents. But the inner workings between those positions had not been refined enough. It needed, it needed refining. And lastly, the association also depended a lot on donor funding. And donor funding would be the last blow that would blow it uh, because the donors would pull out their money and would ask one of questions and issues and difficulties. And donor funding had caused a lot of NGOs to collapse anyway uh, in, in the 2000s. And the association was also a victim of the same thing. Uh, lessons have been learned, and therefore the future uh, must be handled uh, a, a bit differently from how we handled uh, the 2000s. Okay, so... Uh, or the 2010s. Yeah, all right, all right. I, 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 I understand uh, it's, 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 it, it is definitely... Uh, quite a little, uh, quite a rack of issues to sort of uh, uh, deal with in this regard. But uh, so now, um, to sort of look at the fact that, um, as far as I understand, that there is an initiative to relaunch uh, the association. This was supposed to happen in 2020. Uh, you know, uh, of in South Africa at the University of Pretoria, but. Uh, Due to the COVID lockdown, what was scheduled for April, the the sort of relaunch conference was not a um, ended up not happening. So, um, I guess you know, having outlined all of these weaknesses and uh, issues which cropped up and eventually overpowered the association and and rendered it uh, defunct for 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 the past five or uh, six years, that I would ask that. Um, what what is this um relaunch agenda you know like encapsulating at present and uh what steps are going to be taken to rectify some of those issues uh you know uh in terms of structure uh because you mentioned that there was there was a very powerful executive and an executive secretary and, and so on and so forth that uh embracing those those lessons um how are you structuring this this sort of relaunch, because I see you have uh, two other colleagues who are helping you to convene the conference, which will be happening um, this 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 coming February or March. And uh, I'd also like to just ask that, um, what do you foresee the conference doing uh, as far as the relaunch agenda goes, and then also um, the way forward after this 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 conference, especially considering issues like donor funding, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, will there be a new template being, you know, sort of embraced? And um, because I, because there's one aspect of this where I see that uh, um, this is still the kind of institution which is likely to flirt with political sensitivity, regardless, because just because of the matters uh, at hand. And I don't know if maybe some of those connections and linkages with actual practitioners might have also you know been a very sort of decisive blow and uh, and and then and then and then and then also you made mention of some intergenerational issues uh, in terms of passage of mantles onto onto newer emerging voices so um with all of that in mind um how are you approaching this relaunch and what's the most important thing to to take note of in terms of 
the new differences that you'll be implementing in the in the newly have to revised sure, apps. We have to make sure that the way current associations, sister associations are done. For example, the African Association of Public Administration has done very well in this area. African Association of, 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 of Sociology have done quite well in this area and a number of others and other continental ones, other parts of the world. We've been learning lessons from them. We have a direct link with the International Political Science Association, the 20,000 member international association representing all the countries of the world. And they are assisting us to make sure that we, we, we learn the lessons and we do all that we need to do in terms of how this thing is structured and how you distribute power, how you manage uh, a conflict resolution internally, and how you how you bring you refresh it, and how you how you, you cycle leadership um, uh, from time to time, and and how you sustain uh, financially. Uh, donor funding becomes important, especially when you are bloated and too big uh, and living beyond your means. And if you are able to live within the means of the membership fees. Uh, you are able to avoid uh, uh, donor funding, for example. And that's what we, we as political sciences say to government. But sometimes we forget to implement that which we say in our own organizations that live and you will avoid um, a, a, a donor dependency. And uh, we've also, um, uh, since we've rescheduled this conference, and the annual general meeting uh, for the launch of this web, the, the, the relaunch. Association, uh, sorry, to, uh, uh, February, uh, March. Oh, sorry, Professor. Uh, we hope very oh, sorry, la last week the, of February. There uh, uh, seems to have been another uh, audio glitch. All of those please, issues. could you just uh, slightly repeat some of? some of what you said, because it was in, in order likely, yep. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, so I was just simply saying, we were hoping to use this conference uh, in order to uh, deal with some of the issues that we, need, we think uh, need to be dealt with, um, uh, uh, the lessons that are learned, uh, the structuring of the, of the organization, um, distribution of power internally among the positions, the secretary position and the presidency and the deputy presidency and make sure that balance is that. But we're hoping also uh, through the assistance of national associations of political science uh, to beef up the routing of the organization, not at some high level, somewhere continentally, but it must have constituencies in all countries. And that is why, uh, that is why about 10 national associations are involved in this process of establishing this because they will be the, uh, the constituents of the lifeblood of this association, unlike the previous association. And, uh, and that this association will also work to make sure that every country that had an association or that has an association or does not have an association uh, will have an association to make sure that everything is built up. We have to depend on the continent. We have to depend on the national associations, not on some donor out there 
because donors also have their agendas and it's also just not fair that somebody else finances our agenda. Uh, we're hoping that through this conference, which we, we, which we, in which we're targeting a good mixture of those who've been around uh, in the past 40 years in this discipline and those who've simply arrived in this discipline in the last 10 to five years, young blood, who will come in and mix it and, 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 and get it going and, and we'll see how far it goes. And uh, we're hoping to bank on those who are running national associations to bring that expertise into the continental associations because the associations that are national that are existing uh, is evidence that they are working properly and they, are, uh, they have experience All right. that I, 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 um, in order to sustain. I also take note of the fact that the theme of the conference is uh, rethinking politics in Africa. Um, you know, and uh, I, there's actually quite a quite a very healthy, you know, sort of uh, repertoire of of, uh, of sort of thematic sessions uh, focusing on associations and formations and political science, political institutions and systems, Africa and the world, peace and security, political economy, um, and uh, I guess the next question really is about. Uh, what's listed here as the African Journal of Political Science, or uh, en français, c'est Revue Africaine de Science Politique. And um, um, one of the questions uh, that I have in terms of the journal is that, uh, when are you expecting the first publication? Uh, and then second, and then, and then, and then second of all, um, I take note that it's, it's, it's titled in, in both um, English or French, so does this mean that uh, it will be duly published in uh, both languages, uh, you know, uh, sort of acknowledging that uh, uh, those those sort of issues when you want to have the whole continent engaging and you want to break through the barrier of Anglophone and Francophone language barriers? Yes, what we have there is the, is the original journal of the association. What we want to do is that at the, uh, at the relaunch conference and the annual general meeting, we want to put it before uh, those who present a, a proposal about whether we might want to uh, revive that journal, uh, partly because every association has a journal. It, it's part of the identity of being a, an association to have a journal. And then to look at whether we might put together a task team that would work then on how the journal will run, uh, whether it will remain what it, how it looks like right now, whether it's only going to be two languages or it's going to be four languages, which is English, uh, French, Swahili, and Portuguese, or or something else. It will all depend on the capacities that are available and the people who are available to assist to do this or do that. Uh, but we just definitely hope that at least it will be able to fight up to uh, republish uh, it, uh, it, its articles uh, first in English and then we see as time goes on in what other platform it will publish. We still, uh, that task team will also be talking to the publishers to look at what obligations are there in terms of the old agreements that were entered into. 
and whether we, they do same publishers would like to continue now or they would think because it has not been publishing for a while, they would not want to be involved uh, until it is up and running uh, or stuff of that nature. Or we would look at the online uh, general publishing platforms that are available all over uh, where you use them, your own website to publish the journal and uh, until uh, it picks up the momentum. But we hope that the journal uh, would be a key publication but also a newsletter of the association, perhaps once or twice a year, will take a roundup of what are the key debates in, on the continent. And uh, if we hold up lectures from time to time, they would then be published in that newsletter uh, for the benefit of others who might want to know what were the, what were the issues All right, were uh, and, uh, um, uh, in the discussions that you are uh, from, uh, from year to year. One of we two very important uh, proponents of decolonizing the university uh, knowledge systems and uh, and and uh, and and uh, and other such uh, sort of frameworks uh, in this. Regard. I know you've written a book uh, with uh, with uh, with Professor Savelo as as well to that effect, and so I'm really wondering how you how much of a role you see the association playing in decolonizing the university and knowledge systems in Africa. Um, uh, uh, how 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 important do you see it, and how 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 do you see um, it's, it's engagement in that regard very, very specifically, you know, um, mapping out that this is the impact that you foresee apps having on that conversation of decolonizing the university. Yes, the association was always a platform for percolation of ideas and impetuses and interest from uh, national associations or from countries, from individual universities. They all percolate up uh, into apps and apps reflect that which is uh, the rhythm of the time. Same way that in the 1970s, the, the rhythm of the time about the political economy of regional integration uh, was a big issue all over the continent the association ended up reflecting that. Since today, the, the, what seems to be of great interest for many people is how to finalize or complete the decolonization of this area of knowledge and how you decolonize the practice of, of politics and how to decolonize notions of power um, are big questions that are bubbling under with the new scholarship that is merging them the association would have to provide a home to that and provide support to that and organize that and, and enable political scientists to use that in order to contribute to debates about how we, uh, we reconstitute the political, how we reconstitute power and understandings of power on the African continent, which is why the focus of this meeting is themed as rethinking politics because that is what is the uh, great concern coming from out there in, uh, in the discipline. And, and the association cannot be talking about things that aren't actually the, the main concern and worry and anxiety of political scientists today and the, 
rethinking, relearning, unlearning, unthinking, uh, reconstituting, disrupting uh, political science are all part of the debates that are taking place now. And I hope that the, the conference would provide room for that to happen and that other activities of the association. Uh, all right. And so um, room, uh, when will the conference be happening? I guess that that's, that's like some of, some of what's left to ask and, uh, and, and, and beyond, uh, beyond the date, um, um, how accessible is it going to be in terms of whether, because I, because from what I understand, it's now a virtual conference, correct? Yes, it's going to be held virtually. Uh, it's going to uh, take place at the end of uh, February, that last Friday and Saturday of February. Uh, that conference would include a, a one or two plenaries and a number of parallel sessions that uh, uh, people would be directed via the website to uh, register for. Uh, we hope that it will cover enough themes we've divided into six uh, to seven thematic areas uh, around which conversations can be held. Uh, we have just over 110 uh, paper authors who have indicated interest in it and more will come. And the conference will uh, uh, be open to all that register for it and are approved for it. And the and these are the people who will also get us going with the, with the membership of the association, uh, a drive uh, for which will follow uh, at thereafter. So it is going to be open to all. Uh, people must just look out for information uh, via a website that we will uh, we'll announce perhaps towards the end of this conversation. Uh, so they will get all the information uh, about uh, the uh, how to join in and how to also join the association itself and how to uh, run with us as we get African political science uh, going. Again. Thank you very much. Uh, um, really, really uh, grateful to have you um, uh, spare some time to, you know, uh, uh, really expound on some of the issues that have, you know, sort of been present before with with the association and also to hear firsthand what's happening yeah. as far as efforts to to relaunch it uh, we know that it's very very important especially for some of our networks which are trying to advance particularly particular disciplinary uh, sort of specializations and um, I definitely believe that the African Association of uh, uh, Political Sciences is one of the very important theaters in terms of you know um, sort of refining um, or adding uh, the, you know, uh, or, or grounding some of the newer sort of subject areas which, which you know, uh, academics and practitioners are, are walking to. For, for example, um, we, are, we, are, we are adamantly driving intelligence studies from an African perspective. And uh, as you very well know, uh, intelligence studies is almost always an almost always... Uh, an offshoot uh, of political science and international relations uh, uh, and also history, but uh, uh, usually within the political science departments. And so 
Um, this is definitely one of the reasons why the African Intelligence Studies Collective is interested in, in knowing and also attending the African Association of Political Science. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. We look forward to working with the African Intelligence Studies um, uh, in, in framing up all, all this work that needs to be done. And no. thank you so much Goodbye. Uh, for listening to us.